Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f? Are you talking about you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Smackdown Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamplett from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night Smackdown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Smackdown and Monday Night Raw, but also NXT, AEW Dynamite, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week, complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture, as I said, though, joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to Friday night SmackDown tonight and all the fallout from Hell in a Cell, including last week's Hell in a Cell match, which we couldn't talk about because we recorded it early. We're recording this on Friday afternoon, so hopefully they shouldn't spring any surprise on us now. But uh, what did you make to Roman Reigns murdering Rey Mysterio in the cell last week? I thought it was fantastic. I uh. So it was really, really good. And then on Sunday, I thought how much the show would have been better with it yeah. on it. Um, it was, it felt like, well, it felt like a pay-per-view that had its headline match uh, cut from it three days before. That's what Ellen itself felt like. <laughs> um, yeah, Ray and Roman had just the right amount of violence and danger that I would have hoped for from that pairing um, when they booked it, when they kind of pulled this sort of ingenious Roman Reigns opponent out of the backsides with a few weeks to go, it played out exactly as you could have hoped. Like Ray was in deep water really, really early on and he never got out. And like, sometimes I think that's the real benefit of this Roman Reigns character as a champion, no matter what we get in the segments and no matter your feelings on when it's great or when it's repetitive, every single match you get that Brock Lesnar energy from him. Only a guy that can work all the time and a guy that can go long and, I just, I'm so pleased they've managed to establish him as this like in ring threat because it only takes one match to remind you of the worry that a wrestler should have when they enter into a feud with him. Even if during the feud he appears to be in need of his family or whatever it is, the matches, man, my God, the Roman Reigns matches deliver. Yeah. And I thought it was a wonderful story of, you know, I say he was murdering Rey Mysterio, but Rey got a lot of offense in. He went in with a plan. He didn't just go in thinking, well, I hope I can survive this. He's gone in. He's gone, right, LNSL, full of weapons. That's the only way I'm going to beat, beat Roman Reigns. And he very nearly uh, pulled out a surprise until Roman just hoisted him against the cell and decided that's that standing guillotine and the like. Um, now, tonight, it's been advertised we are getting a victory celebration for Roman Reigns. I sense an interruption here. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's... I'd like it to feature more Uso drama 
something a bit like a bit of a development maybe than what we've been getting, which is sort of it's feeling a touch repetitive. Roman negs them. Jay looks one way. Jimmy looks the other. Like give us something a bit more juicy mm-hmm. this week. Um, I don't know if I don't think things are over with the Mysterios because you know the those tag belts need going to the Usos. I think don't they? We all want to see that that image at least of Jimmy, Jay, and Roman all with the blue belts. Um, or kind of confirming that Roman Reigns' leadership works, I guess, like a proof of concept for Roman as the tribal chief. Um, whatever it's going to be that's going to split up the Mysterios in time for SummerSlam, of course. It wouldn't be a SmackDown review podcast or a SmackDown preview podcast without <laughs> that, would it? Whatever's going to get us to the father versus son match at SummerSlam, so that needs to happen. So, yeah, I think Dominic will be the one to be the, be the proverbial stripper in the cake of Roman Reigns' <laughs> uh, victory celebration. Um yeah, it's not going to be. It's not going to be over, but it's not going to be in that like tired WWE way. Just in the way that you transition this now directly into one more tag match against the Usos, and and the belts probably changing hands down the line. Yeah, I'm trying to work it out. It's very convoluted the way I'm doing it in my head in terms of like five people in this and two lots of belts, and they call like you can't. I wouldn't. I would be surprised, for example, if they said Roman's going to have a new opponent for Money in the Bank. I can't think of mm. anyone who leaps out like we know, and we are going to talk about it uh, over the weekend. We're going to talk all about SummerSlam and the potential uh, we could get with that uh, in another podcast. But yeah, it feels like money in the bank is a necessary stop. And as I always say, you don't buy money in the bank for the title matches, even though they're bloody brilliant half the time you buy it for money in the bank and the progression that that's going to have. Although this year, fans coming back for goodness sake. Um, So yeah, I don't know if they can do some sort of, Roman and the Usos combination with all the belts on the line is that is that the way you do it? I quite like it. Um, it's a sort of it's an upgrade of the idea that worked quite well for the recent takeover, wasn't it? Mm. That justified almost a six man or a trios match taking place on a takeover was because you put the belts in it. So yeah, maybe maybe a winner take all. Maybe that's how you do the transition with Money in the Bank. Um, have Roman's belt. Have Roman be brave enough to put his belt up in a match where the Usos can win the Mysterios and find that third man, find that third baby face. Um, or do you, do you have you Roman and, or do you have Roman and Jay and Roman saying, "If I win it, then you two get the tag titles." Like Jimmy's just ostracized. Oh, pretty great, actually. I quite like that. Like the idea. Like, I'll get it done for you. Fine. Come on, come on, come on, Jay. We're leaving. And I guarantee, as part of it, Roman's going to be like, you know, the old Lonely Island. Now, who should I pick? <laughs> Jimmy, I'm Jay. Bollocks. Okay, right. <laughs> no, it's good. It's nice stuff. It's gentle development for, uh, like, as we'll, you know, as you previewed, we'll talk about on another podcast. But all of this feels like it'll be nicely wrapped before SummerSlam. Yeah. They'll all be on to other things. So it's that kind of, I'm hesitant to use the word development, but it's movement of a plot just to kind of get us through this this last little period without crowds, and then we can get onto Roman's big stuff at SummerSlam. Uh, you mentioned the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Iffy as it was, it had a brilliant opener. I'm not talking about Natalia and Mandy Rose. I'm talking, of course, about uh, Bianca Belair and Bailey inside Hell in a Cell. I thought they were, without doubt, the, the match of the night, probably, for me. Um I think the Hell in a Cell match was enjoyable. It's just a lot of those matches were like, oh, it was good. And then the finish happened. Like, I love, mm-hmm. actually, to be fair, I love Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And we'll talk more about Sami in due course. But, like, 
Seth Rollins and Cesaro was fine. And then as we talked about in our review, it, it just kind of felt pointless with that sort of result and the 50-50 of it all. Anyway, Cesaro and Bianca Belair, uh, so really teaming up this week to take on Seth Rollins and Bailey. This should be a five-star match, shouldn't it, with the people involved? Yeah, it's sort of cool, this. Um, it's taken two pairings that you feel, well, certainly on Sunday, it just felt completely done with. I love Bianca Belair and Bailey too, but like I, I, I've had enough. Like that's that was my fill on Sunday. And I was just devastated when Seth got the win and the announcers were kind of doing it as well. He's tied it up. And I was like, oh, Christ, we're getting some sort of, <laughs> there'll be an Ironman match or at least like at least a 30-minute something or other. You, you can just tell. Um, I'll tell you what, I'd be here for an Ironman match having said that. Oh, maybe, I guess. I just, there's only, there's only so much time in the week for all this great yeah. wrestling. And is it really that great when they're not that invested in the story anymore? But this match... I do think I'm, I'm with you. I think I think it's just really interesting to see these combinations together and potentially overlapping with one another. It's kind of the last thing I would want to see from this, and it feels like a, a tapping win for the baby faces from a booking point of view because Bianca winning seals something that we already know is done and dusted with Bailey, and Cesaro winning here does sort of draw out the third match. You know they're getting mm, to yeah kind of logistically, it's quite neat and tidy that the faces win. So now I've said all this, probably the heels will go over and it'll be like, everything must continue forever. But like, it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how this plays out. My gut feeling is um, we're going to see an act of super strength from Bianca Belair on Seth Rollins. She's going to do like a sort of, you know, the weightlifting pose. She yeah. Does on her shoulders. Or so. There's an opportunity for a couple of, maybe like Cesaro can spin Bailey a couple of times. That's what I was going to say. They don't really do intergender stuff unless your name's Reginald. But yeah. I think, I mean, I certainly don't think Bailey would have an issue. We work, especially working with someone like Cesaro and her screaming as it goes round and round. Arms flailing the whole deal, you know, like the, yeah, like there's, there's opportunity here for a couple of unique spots that probably are just about on the line of what they, what WB would consider acceptable for intergender stuff. Mm. Um, so yeah, like a spin where let's say, for example, she gets spun 10 times and then Seth breaks it up. Bailey doesn't even technically need to take the bump at the end. Hmm. It's, a, it's a spin. It's Bailey getting spun by her legs in the same way that I would one of my kids. So like in, in a fun moment, not because I'm absolutely sick of them and flinging them against the wall. Like, <laughs> you know, but like, it's just, it's just a way, I think this match is a nice way to build in a couple of them in agenda spots that the WWE might allow and yeah, like in terms of Cesaro and Rollins, we have to go there. It's probably going to set that up tonight. I, I do, I, like you say, I was kind of rolling my eyes and saying, oh, bloody, yeah, 50 50, that completely undercuts everything that happened at WrestleMania. But the more I think about it, like I don't want this to go to Money in the Bank, probably. I'd quite actually like both of them to be involved in Money in the Bank, which we'll talk about in a second. But, and they, they won't do this because as far as I'm aware, this generally doesn't do well on the ratings, but an entire SmackDown, which is just Seth Rollins versus Cesaro, and whoever at the end of the show has the most falls, would be somewhat actually I'd be well up for. Yeah, that like yes, I think in in reality, I don't know. I think the match would drag, obviously, mm. but it's it's like that. We talked about the um the raw record that Rollins set in that crazy long gauntlet match he had, and it it's kind of puts that in mind. It's a very it's a unique thing to be able to see you've done and quite a, an interesting thing to sell. Like you book this match, as you say, maybe like an Ironman match, but you have it go on at the start of the show. 
and then they just go into overtime because it's they're drawing four four or something, and then the bulk of the second hour is like sudden death, and that's that's like the the whole like yeah. The, the more I talk about it, the more I sort of talk myself into it, but more because it'd be one of things like just like quite different. Mm. It's like it's nice when they when they sort of step out of their comfort zone slightly. I'm, now I'm saying this, I'm more into this than one generic match. And then I'm thinking, what the hell am I saying to myself? I'm pitching frigging 120 minutes of Seth Rollins and Cesaro versus 15 on a pay-per-view. I, I don't know why I do it to myself. Yeah. Meanwhile, George R. R. Martin in South Park. Don't worry, Roman Reigns is coming and he's going to be the best end of the table you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> this is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Now, we mentioned Money in the Bank there. Uh, obviously, we are looking ahead to it next. It's next month to be able to do potentially a podcast reviewing it in the same room, Michael Hamlet, if restrictions mm-hmm. are lifted here in the UK. What a mouth-watering prospect that is, although I don't want to sort of talk about mouths and droplets and anything like that. So let's instead uh, talk about who could qualify for Money in the Bank. Uh, if you're unaware, from Raw, we already know in the men's Money in the Bank uh, match, we have Riddle, John Morrison and Ricochet. And in the women's, we have Asuka, Naomi, the new superhero, Nikki Cross, and uh, hang on, Little Miss Bliss. I can't do it because the, the thing's in here. Um, That's okay. But from, from SmackDown, 
I mean, it has to be Sami Zayn because Sami Zayn's going to win it, right? But aside from that, who else is making up the numbers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sami Zayn. Um, I, I do expect to get in. Um, a combination of either Otis or Chad Gable. Ooh. I don't think it's going to be both. But Otis is the, like, with the memory of having it last year and wanting it back. Or Gable is the guy that is going to use Otis to help him qualify, depending on who gets booked. In. Maybe them both, I guess, because they're... They had tag matches in the women's qualifiers on Raw, so I guess they could do that on SmackDown as well. There's no established rule set here, but I sort of I did just assume one or the other. Um, Slapjack, obviously, <laughs> big big night, um, and I uh, I hate to have to say it, but probably Baron Corbin. No, no. Um, WWE they haven't yet gone ahead. I know I said it so often, it was almost like I was trying to will it into existence. I promise I wasn't. But they haven't yet gone forth with Jackson Riker as the guy who makes everybody dread them winning. But you know they put one in a match. You know they have to. And Baron Corbin, looking at the landscape, feels like that guy. Can't it be Orton? Can't it just be Orton? Because Riddle's in there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd take that. They're doing a last chance deal, aren't they, on Raw next week? Yeah. So he'll get a go. I'd take that. Um, I just... I... I don't need any more King Corbin. I'm going to talk about him in a minute, but I don't need any more King Corbin on my TV and certainly not on my pay-per-views. And it's always the same this, though. We, we probably did this when we talked about Money in the Bank about two months ago, fantasy booking, who's going to be in it. It's half the time, it's it's the play, people who don't make that list. Like, you've you've effectively just booked the men's Money in the Bank match there and not said Big E's name once. And he has to be in it. It's Big E. Like, just yeah. give us nice things. Like, absolutely. Either Otis or Chad Gable or Otis and Chad Gable, I think is a, is a great suggestion. Uh, or, or certainly uh, having a qualifier in amongst all this Alpha Academy stuff. And, you know, Angelo Dawkins is going to still want payback for what happened to him last week uh, and Montez Ford in previous weeks, of course. Um, and we wish Montez Ford uh, well in his recovery. But, Sami Zayn and Big E, to use a football analogy, should be the first names on that team sheet, mm-hmm. especially with fans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, Big E. I think like going back quite a long time, Big E's the winner for me because it's like I think if ultimately if it's not going to be the Royal Rumble and it's not going to be all our hopes and dreams and who when's he actually going to beat Roman Reigns, I think him having a briefcase is that statement of intent from the company, isn't it? It's we're not sure when we're going to do it, but we are going to do it. We are going to pull the trigger on Big E, the single star. Um, I know Sami Zayn is possibly more entertaining as this idiot conspiracy nut with a briefcase. But my worry there is that they've had their fingers burnt with novelty winner last year. And they clearly never really, I don't know if you saw Tucker's comments about it was his belief that the Otis thing was pretty much an on-the-fly choice and they never really thought through how what they were going to do with it after the fact. I worry that with Sami Zayn, they'll just get so invested in the gag that they'll never actually think about the fact that he could become WWE or Universal Champion with it. And I think this, I think the briefcase needs a bit of rehab. Like both do, I think, this year. And I'd like to see, I'd like to see one person that you're, like you've got a sense of urgency about and you want to see them cash in. Like I'd really like that this year because it has... I think it's been, it's because it was such a safe stipulation to guarantee a pop or a moment. I feel like it's been a little bit abused over the last few years. I think that's fair. Um, 
you're right. You've, you've put your WWE hat on there. You're not saying that Sami Zayn is a novelty wrestler, but potentially no. in their eyes, he is. Absolutely. He is the funny guy who has feuds with Logan Paul rather than the amazing indie wrestler who should have been world champion about five years ago, in my opinion. But I don't know, man. Like, my booking of Sami Zayn winning Money in the Bank is caveated by saying Big E wins the world title or at least challenges for it on that same timeline uh, with Roman. Um, you know, probably he'd be my pick to end that reign if they book him right. But, you know, speculation about him moving to Monday Night Raw and blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. You know, Sami Zayn or, or Big E leaving with that briefcase would be would be wonderful. Um and then on the women's side of things, it's quite interesting, obviously, because the women's division on uh, on SmackDown in particular is incredibly sparse. You know, who does Bianca Belair even face at Money in the Bank? And who does that leave to be in the, the Money in the Bank uh, ladder match? I think someone like Carmella um, is either going to be challenging for the title or is going to be... Um, is going to be challenging for Money in the Bank as well, of course, with their history there. But also Liv Morgan... Liv Morgan's a, a dark horse in terms of we talk about them and we're going to talk more, as I said, on this podcast over the weekend about SummerSlam, about them making good on all the crap that we've had for the last 18 months, because they always do when they feel like they've sort of shortchanged the fans. And giving Liv Morgan the briefcase is something I'm coming more and more around to in terms of them actually potentially doing something like that. Yeah, it looks... I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Like, oh, let's predict who could be in the women's money in the bank. Well, I'll go with Liv Morgan and Carmella because there's literally nobody else. <laughs> like, covered the tag team champions. Bailey's busy and that's a lot. Yeah, um, I think, think Maurice is maybe listed as a female performer <laughs> on SmackDown. That's about it. No, Morgan it would feel like um, people want it. People love Liv Morgan. She's got an enormous support base. Um, and it's been very clear in the no fans period because obviously everybody has had to take to Twitter or Reddit or wherever. And there's just such noise, online noise, albeit, but noise all the same for Liv Morgan. And having that briefcase, carrying that briefcase around ahead of an eventual cash-in would almost feel like a reward for the stuff that the company has seemingly put her through. Hmm. Like the both of her friends have been given the boot at various different points when the Riot Squad were trying to rebuild first as a three and then as a two. Um, the documentary that the network filmed on her showed just like how she'd been through the ringer in such a short space of time, mm. like supposed to be getting this debut, then it's pulled back. Then they give her this mad Lana idea that again, like just feels like it was kind of made up that afternoon and they never really thought through where it was going to go afterwards. Um, she was trying her best. She continues to try her best with everything they give her, um, which is probably why she's got this huge sport base and why she's kind of managed to get over with a certain corner of the audience. This could be a nice expansion to that. This could be the point where she becomes something of a, like, dare I say, like a cult favourite. Yeah. And she starts becoming like a bigger star because there's a the briefcase should bring with it the implication that they're at some point going to be champion. And Liv Morgan just for the longest time has felt so far away from a singles title. Um, the briefcase would obviously put her within three seconds of it. So, yeah, uh, like it's if you look at the people that have gone in on Raw, we have to say like Alexa Bliss, Christ Almighty, feels like the heavy favourite. Mm -hmm. So Liv Morgan being like a normal person rather than somebody with magic powers is infinitely preferable to that. It's going to be Bailey though, probably. Let's be perfectly honest. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, which is also fine. 
Yeah, she's absolutely fine. Uh, and <laughs> potentially a way to transition over to Monday Night Raw, but uh, who knows? Uh, finally, um, big developments with crown stuff on SmackDown last week. Uh, so, Michael Hamflet, in all seriousness, what next? Now, Shinsuke Nakamura is the king. <laughs> that, I don't know. Skits about him being the king, perhaps. Like, they go to a, um, a mansion or something that resembles Bono's house in that episode of Alan Partridge and just film Nakamura doing kingly stuff. Like, every room he walks into... Like you should hear the strains of like classical music, but it's Rick Boogs following behind, like on various different stringed instruments. Um, I like if you're gonna do it, go all in. Let's have King skits. Baron Corbin, King Corbin, feels really devastated about this. It's weird because it's meaningless, but he seems really devastated about it. So you've kind of got to go all in. Nakamura's got to rub his nose in the fact that he's the king now, <laughs> even though what I'm saying is fundamentally stupid. Like. They wanted it, and one of them got it. He desired it, he gained it. Sell that you've got it. You know, it's it's not. It doesn't have to be that different to Cameron Grimes and LA Knight's feud over the million dollar title. Yeah, artifice, fundamentally meaningless. But they both really wanted it, and one of them got it. So you kind of need to luxuriate in that now. Yeah, we, we're certainly less <laughs> depressed when we talk about SmackDown as compared to Monday Night Raw. Um, and so it opens up avenues to potentially fancy book far more entertaining stuff. So I'm hoping that they have a bit of fun with this. Like you say, anything like Shinsuke Nakamura, Rick Boogs, anything like that, they put their heads together on something. It will be entertaining as long as they don't Vince McMahon the comedy. Well, how about, because, you know, it's Baron Corbin at the end of the day. He tweeted the, the Will Ferrell drinking wine crying gif saying he missed his crown just the other day. How about we just have some fun with it? How about we show a different side to King Corbin rather than grumpy bastard who has at best three-star matches? Because it just he needs another facet to his character. He was just, what's your thing? I'm a king for a bit. And now he's not that. <laughs> so let's utilize that. Why don't we just have, like you say, maybe you have a skit with uh with Boogs and with Nakamura doing regal stuff. And how about we also see Baron Corbin, everywhere he turns, he's reminded that he used to be the king. So he he, he goes out to eat. But were they going to Burger King? Or I don't know, just like people going to him, didn't he used to be a king? Or he's running around backstage, desperate for the toilet, saying, I'm crowning here. <laughs> exactly. Just, <laughs> just something, please. Because if it just goes back from... Ah, oh, he used to be King Corbin, but now he's Baron Corbin again. I couldn't care less, but he's got a bit of power about him. Let's mm. please try and bring, bring it out because it can't just be, well, he's back to being Baron now. <laughs> yeah, they've gotten silly, so they need to stay silly, I guess, yeah. with this. Um, yeah, you're right with Corbin as well. Um, the last time this happened, it like... Constable Corbin dressing like a waiter was quite the shift from the old Baron Corbin. So he's not afraid to kind of take a turn like that as well for the good of, well, for the good of like six more months of telly and three new feuds, he'll do it. So I I do fully, like, I do think for both characters, they'll go all in on this. And as I said before, you sort of have to, you have to 
you have to justify how like five frigging matches, man. Mm-hmm. Five matches to be the king. <laughs> like you now have to luxuriate in that. Either that or and I would I would not be surprised in the slightest if they did this. Postman Pierce comes out tonight and announces King of the Ring because you can't have <laughs> nice things, can you? And we all know it's coming. We've all heard the rumours. But uh, yeah, exciting to see what happens next. Now, Shinsuke Nakamura is the king. Uh, let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Well, I say you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. I've plugged it enough, but I'm going to mention it again. Uh, myself and Michael Hamlet doing a podcast on whether this year's SummerSlam could be the best one ever coming out over the weekend and our AEW Dynamite preview tomorrow as well. But for now, this has been the SmackDown preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.